The new sponsor for the month of May for both the Shepherd's Crook and the Fruitful and Fearless podcast is Reformation Coffee Company. Reformation Coffee is a small specialty coffee roaster in southwest Missouri that puts time and attention into high-quality, fresh-roasted coffee all to the glory of God. They seek to glorify God and point to His glory through a company that provides coffee to the best of their ability. Their tagline is, Reform Your Coffee Experience, because they want you to know that your coffee can be better. They are also happy to provide a superior alternative to that of the God-hating coffee giants who don't care about you. Right now, they offer three origins of whole bean coffee, Guatemalan, Brazilian, and Ethiopian. They recently started offering five-pound bulk coffee beans for churches. Email them at reformationcoffee at gmail.com for more details. You can visit them at reformationcoffee.com, on Instagram at Reformation Coffee Company, and on Twitter at Reformed Coffee. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. We are on episode 184, and we are continuing our series on regulative principle pastoring. We're trying to go to the scriptures to get a positive vision for what pastoral ministry is. We don't want to get it handed down to us by tradition or to church members that don't have any idea what pastoral ministry is. So we want to define it biblically, and in the same way we want to define what we do when when we come together on the Lord's Day gathering. What I'm doing here is just laying out, here's what the scriptures have prescribed pastors to be and do. So today we're going to be talking about building friendships with the local elder team, with the session. And you want to model biblical friendship. You don't want to model... I'm a lone ranger and nobody can be my friend here and I'm above you kind of thing. So we're going to correct some things that I've heard along, uh, along the road and along the way of pastoral ministry and then give a positive vision for what pastoral ministry looks like down to the friendship level. Let's pray. Lord, we need wisdom and direction. We always need that. And we thank you for your grace today. It's Monday. For the pastors listening in, God, I pray that you would just uh, encourage them right now. I pray that they would uh, be reminded of your faithfulness. And Lord, I pray this week as we march forward in the week, we would remember that the work's done from the beginning. Thank you that we gather on the Lord's Day to remember uh, the person and work of Christ and his finished work on our behalf. Help out to launch us into all of our work this week. I trust you're going to do that. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so really this episode is going to be somewhat of a corrective of some of the things that I've heard over the years, and I know that you've heard, Pastor, over the years, and for the non-pastors listening in, pastors hear this stuff all the time, and here's what they're told. You can't be friends with people in your church. You're going to be lonely in ministry. You just need to accept it. And pastoral ministry is just a life of being lonely. And I think that's a bunch of garbage. You guys have heard me talk about that many times at this point. There are several reasons I think it's a bunch of garbage. But let's just uh, rewind and again talk about the genesis of these pastoral priorities. Uh, Years ago, Jordan and I were in a season of ministry where it was between position ministry positions, and she'd ask me, you know, if I get this position at the other church, what would what would life look like? And so I started going through here. Well, here's what it would look like, and I tried to think in concentric circles about what are the priorities of a pastor, and these ideas began to bubble up to the surface from the pages of the scripture. And in this fourth part to this series, thinking about life and church in concentric circles, it's almost like a pastor has four circles and four churches, okay? So the first church would be his family, you're managing your own household well, then the second church would be here, these elders taking care of those that are in the pastoral chair with you, 
and in that shepherding role with you in a local church. And then after that, your third church or, uh, you know, concentric circle is the men that you're discipling. And then after that, you have the church at large. But what you want to do with that elder team is model what life and friendship in the local body should look like. Because here's what happens. This happens often in churches. Pastors actually model isolation rather than friendship to the congregation. They model relational width rather than relational depth. Now, this can happen in churches where, especially in like in Baptist circles, where there's a pastor, one pastor, there's not a plurality, and then there's a deacon board. That's one of the things about uh, the Southern Baptist life and Baptist life in general, that they get some ecclesiology, you know, ecclesiology right, but they miss this aspect of ecclesiology, and they'll just have one pastor and then several deacons. Baptist churches need to rediscover plurality of pastors. They just need to rediscover that. But even amongst churches that have a session of elders and a plurality of elders, I've seen this mentality or this idea that the, lead, quote, lead guy can't be friends with his elders. I mean, I heard this down, I mean, starting in the mid-2000s with Mark Driscoll, telling people you can't be friends with your elder team. <laughs> and, and then at the same time, he would talk about, and others would say the exact same thing, you can't be friends with, with guys on your elder team, but also what you can't do is, uh, but, but also what you have to do is be accountable to people. So how are you going to have, this is a, a serious head scratcher, how are you going to have accountability also not having friends in the local church? How, how is that going to happen? Because real accountability requires friendship. It requires it. It's a prerequisite. You have to have friendship to have accountability. You can't have one without the other. You have to have both. So what ends up happening in the local church when the, the, the mentality is adopted that a pastor can't be friends with his elders, a pastor can't be friends with people in the church kind of thing, what ends up happening? What you model for the church is it's okay to know everybody's names, but you don't have to actually get down to the nitty-gritty details of each other's life. You don't have to have anybody in your life that's getting in your grill and holding you accountable. What you model is width, and you don't have any relational depth. And friends, that's what people lament all the time in local churches, is that we don't actually know anybody. We don't have deep friendships. Why is it that men across this country to this day lament the fact that their best friends were the guys they grew up with or the guys they went to college with, their buddies in college, the guys they were in boot camp with, whatever it may be, and they don't have friends anymore? Well, it's because they go to the local church and what ends up happening? You know, the, the most you get is bacon on a Saturday or something like that, which, you know, again, I mean, that's a great thing. Bacon, we need more men's gatherings with bacon, that kind of thing, isn't a bad thing. However, if you don't have deep friendships, if you're not hanging out, and if you're not cultivating a church that actually enjoys being around each other, well, then you're just going to get a group of the people that, you know, come together on Sunday mornings, and that's about it. They come together a small group, they don't like any of it, and they just are there. They're present. So there's a better way for pastors, and this is how it's been from the beginning. Pastors need a plurality. Pastors need pastors. There should, no, there should not be any church in the country that has one pastor. We should all be aiming for a biblical ecclesiology at the elder level. We should all be going for, uh, toward that. If you're in a church that doesn't have that, well, then fight for it. You know, some people would say, well, functionally, we've got uh, elders because they're just called deacons. Okay, we'll switch their names to elders. Do what you can. Let me just show you this, why this is so crucial. In the scriptures... When Jesus sent out the 72, he sent them out two by two. Nowhere in ministry, do we, I mean, nowhere, nowhere in the New Testament do we find that a, there is any single church with one pastor. And 
all the experiences that we see with the apostles and the times walking around being with Jesus, you see these friendships develop. You see them working together, even, you know, fishing together, which is now primarily recreation in, in our world, especially in the Midwest. We don't have any, like, paid fishermen. in the. I mean, maybe in, like, the, the Great Lakes or something like that. But what we see is example after example of plurality. And here's what I just want to argue, uh, you know, with you about today, guys. Don't be lonely. If you're lonely, it's your fault. Become best friends with those elders. Model deep friendship with those elders and for the rest of the congregation. What ends up happening at the elder level will end up happening at the church. It's a micro, and then the, the local church is the macro. If your eldership is functioning and they are friendships together and functioning in a healthy manner, well then what's going to end up happening over time, generally speaking, is that the church is going to be healthy. If the elder relationships are shallow and your leadership relationships are shallow, your friendship relationships are shallow, what's going to happen with the church? There's going to be a shallow church. Okay, here's what we see in Titus. Paul leaves Titus on the island of Crete, a small island, not much bigger than Williamson County, Jackson County put together. It's not, it's not a very big island. But on that island, there were several villages and churches that were being started. And Paul tells Titus this, This is why I left you in Crete, so that you might put what remained into order, and appoint elders in every town as I direct you. Appoint elders in every town as I direct you. Paul, after a church was planted in the book of Acts, churches were being planted, and he was going on his missionary trip and journey. He would go from church to church, staying places even up to a year and a half. When he would go back through, he would make sure that elders were established in every church. Plural. Elders, plural. So you have an opportunity before you guys, uh, right now, pastor. You can be the lonely guy. You can be the lone ranger. You can be that one-man pastor, that one-man show, even if you have a plurality, and you can lament and whine and cry about not having friends, or you can model depth of friendship to your church. You can have fun. You can actually start spending time with your elders, smoke a cigar, go fishing together, train together, work out together, run together, do something together, hunt together, have fun with your elders. It's, it's okay. A part of your ministry, if you just think that pastoral ministry is going to an office every day from 8 to 9, you've got to be at the church building all the time, you're missing what pastoral ministry is. A part of pastoral ministry is building friendships. You look at the life of Jesus, and there's so many times where he's got accusations that are coming his way. You see this in the book of Mark. Uh, in the very uh, first few chapters of the book of Mark, you know, th that book just starts and goes really quickly. And one accusation came Jesus' way where the disciples came and said, where were you? And, you know, Jesus was praying before his heavenly father. He, Jesus broke the mold so often about uh, time and schedule. And, you know, if we're to follow in the footsteps of Christ, we are going to be hard workers, but we're not going to be workaholics. We're going to be spending time with our friends and those that we're discipling and they're going to be spending time with us we're going to be doing things together and building these friendships and seeing them as important and so i just want to challenge you this week Here, here's the the fun challenge do something fun with your elders guys build a build a friendship do something fun stop right now text your guys say can we hang out this week can we spend some time together this week and start having a good time don't be the lonely pastor so we have the next pastoral priority, which is friendship with the elders. Shepherd your elders well by being friends with them and letting them be friends with you. This is a whole thing that the book of Proverbs talks about, right? 
as iron sharpens iron. So does one man sharpen another. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening. Please share this, subscribe, and I really appreciate you guys taking the time each week to listen to this. And uh, I'm just, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the many friends that I have locally and then thankful for the many friends that I have on the internet, for you guys that are watching and for all the friends that I've met. I mean, I've met Bill through doing this. He's a good buddy of mine, just from Virginia. I've met so many guys. I mean, Justin Schweitzer up north, and I know he's a listener, Justin. Shout out to you, brother. And all these people that I, I've met through doing this ministry, guys, I love you, and I'm thankful for you, and I, I'm just so thankful you keep coming back. So please spread the word, and uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Thanks so much for listening to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. For more information about the ministry and all that we do, you can visit theshepherdscrook.co.